Welcome to Unbecoming with Tash, the podcast to support you in breakups, relationships, love, life, and everything in between. My name is Tash, and ever since I was a little girl, I have been the go to person for guidance, whether that be in breakups, relationships, or just needing a little nudge in the right direction. My natural ability has always been there to help others. As a child, I loved being outdoors, whether that be in the garden, woods, or by the sea. Combining nature with healing, I bring many modalities together to form the practices I use to help guide clients to find out who they really are on a soul level. On weekends, you will find me traveling around the Lake District in Taylor, the Healing Hikes van, hosting events, retreats, up in the hills hiking with friends, and down by the beach throwing myself into the sea. I am passionate about my own personal spiritual development through yoga, meditation, energy healing, and plant medicine. I am bringing all of this into the Unbecoming with Tash podcast. And like I've said before, we are all in this together. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Unbecoming with Tash. Whenever I'm coming up with sort of thoughts or processing ideas for episodes of the podcast, I always have so many things running around my mind all at once um, and I'm constantly sort of writing down ideas and things that I feel like need to be spoken about um, and I don't think I've actually done an, a full episode on this particular subject and I feel like it's something that's really important to talk about because... It probably happens a lot and to be honest, I have um, recognised faults within myself where I have done this Um, and it's more because um, a lack of knowledge on how to communicate how I'm feeling or feeling safe enough to communicate how I'm feeling. So instead, I end up going internal and becoming like a hermit and just not speaking at all which then can be deemed as silent treatment but it's not done in a way of manipulation which silent treatment can be used as a form of manipulation with narcissistic partners especially Um, and that's kind of the subject that I wanted to touch on today because I wanted to talk about silent treatment as a whole and how it can impact relationships, friendships and how we can change, one, how we cope with it when it's happening to us and two, how we can deal with it if we find ourselves going internal and retreating within ourselves when something happens that we um, maybe aren't happy with or that maybe we have um, trouble vocalising and speaking our truth and expressing that in a way that doesn't come from um, a place of codependency um, or a place of either blame or... um, when we're not coming from a place of love and understanding and compassion to the other person and being able to have um, open communication in relationships where um, you can openly vocalise how you feel 
and you can hold a space for the other person to also communicate how, communicate how they're feeling without there being a um without you getting defensive or without the other person having to get defensive and it actually just coming from a place of real open and honesty and being able to hear each other without taking it personal or without it thinking that um there needs to be any blame or fault um on either person because that isn't how it should be and in relationships especially intimate relationships we should be able to have open communication with one another and come from a place of love rather than coming from a place of blame or um, projecting our own emotions and feelings onto that other person in it with an expectation that that person has to then fix it um and this is what happens in abusive um narcissistic relationships is that there is this blame placed on the other person um most likely an empath um or someone who is very much a people pleaser or really struggles to say no is that they end up taking the blame for the narcissist behavior or ends up feeling like they have to fix it or that ultimately you feel like you have to rescue everybody. So if you have found yourself being in relationships where you have had this need um, to rescue or save people, that you're finding yourself um, attracted to people that need saving, then it is time to have a look at yourself and try and discover the root cause of where that comes from and if you don't you will end up in these codependent relationships where you consistently end up sacrificing yourself all to make somebody else feel better and I will share because I've been there before and I've been in a narcissist relationship without realizing it at the time that that is what was happening because um, with how narcissists work is it's a very, it's not one huge thing that happens. It is a number of small things that happen slowly over time where you don't realise the impact that it's having on you until it's not too late but until you're at a point where you're so invested in this person and that you are so attached to this person and that your mood and how you feel about yourself is heavily weighted on how this person is feeling and their mood and how they're reacting to situations is that that is not a healthy relationship and in order for a relationship to be healthy you have to have two solid foundations so two people who have solid foundations in knowing who they are in having an awareness that is the knowledge of them not projecting their own trauma their own shit their own um behavior traits onto another person 
without being conscious and aware that that is going to have an impact on somebody else. So a healthy relationship has to come and has to start and begin from having two solid foundations from people who are self-aware of their own. And this is why it comes, you know, when people are like, I want to find somebody who has their shit together. And that's not to say that you're not, you know, because nobody's healing journey is ever fully done when, you know, we're never going to be fully healed, but we can get to a place where we are so self-aware that we are not allowing or we are able to differentiate what is ours and what is not. Whereas if we are unable to see that and we are not at that conscious level where we can actually differentiate the two, we end up sort of merging into one and you are then massively impacted by this other person and how they are feeling and their moods impact your mood. And when we're talking about relationships on a vibrational level as well, if you're not on the same vibration energetically and if you've got one somebody who is very much you know a positive thinker and likes to see the best in everything and that is aware of energy and is a is very self-aware and is conscious and is willing to do the work and wants to have this open communication and if you've got somebody who's on a lower vibration of somebody who is living in their pain in their trauma um, because that is ultimately what you're dealing with when you're dealing with a narcissist is somebody who is living in their pain, living in their grief, living in their trauma and not allowing themselves to see through that and that that has then impacted and manifested into narcissistic personality disorder. This is any form, you know, we could say this um, in any form of sort of disease personality disorder you could say this with um adhd with autism it has all came from somewhere there is a root cause to that disease or that um health problem or to that personality disorder what it is it's a coping mechanism to how that person has dealt with trauma from an early age and that has then manifested and developed into whether that be um, borderline personality disorder, whether that be narcissistic personality disorder, whether that be um, ADHD, autism, all of these different things or whether that be you know certain diseases or our bodies reacting in a certain way is because our mind, body and soul are all connected and once we become aware of that we can then start to understand ourselves on such a deeper level and understand why maybe something in our life has impacted us to become the person that we are and develop these coping mechanisms in order to try and protect ourselves because ultimately that's what it is. So when we're dealing with a narcissist, that person uses silent treatment as a form of manipulation in order for them to punish the person that they are with and also regain control of that person. And it's important to note that there is a difference between, you know, taking a moment and taking a breather and being conscious that you don't want to say something in the heat of the moment so you take some time away but you can openly communicate that and say 
Um, I'm feeling very frustrated at the moment. Um, I don't really want to have this conversation right now. I just need to take a step back um, because I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret. Um, So I just want to take a moment to process this. Whereas if you're dealt with silent treatment and whether that is um, how I used to get the silent treatment was if I would confront um, my um, ex-narcissistic partner, if I would confront them with um, some information that I had about them being, um, about their infidelity or them um messaging other women um or a situation that I had found out about if I um confronted them about that person but this was done over text I would then get completely ignored um to the point where it would drive me crazy that I would incessantly message that person um to try and get a response from them And then they would then try and turn it around to make me feel like I was crazy by saying, oh, my phone wasn't on or I wasn't on my phone, even though, you know, with WhatsApp, you can see that a person is online. Um, But that person would then try and make you feel crazy that their phone had broken or their phone wasn't working. There would always be an excuse as to why that person hadn't um, got back to you there would never be an ownership of I have given you the silent treatment and I have not spoken to you for three hours um, or five hours or I have completely gone off grid so you don't even know what I'm doing or what I'm up to um, to make you feel like you're going even more crazy so then I have even more control over you and I'm punishing you for confronting me for something that I'm not willing to confront within myself. And if this has ever happened to you, um, I feel um, so much for you, but also want to let you know that you don't deserve silent treatment and that silent treatment is not okay in a relationship. And to also note that in relationships, when there is form of mental or physical abuse, what you allow will continue So although it is not our fault and we are not to blame, we are in part responsible for what we allow. So we have to take responsibility then for how we are allowing that person to make us feel. Nobody makes you feel any certain way but you because you are allowing somebody to make you feel whether that's sad or rejected there is a point there where, and there will be words thrown about, you know, where we where we should be implementing boundaries. And um, I don't really agree with that because I feel like I don't consciously now have to implement a boundary um, because unconsciously I am doing this with my words and with my actions without it coming from a place of blame. But I completely understand that when you're first beginning on this journey and if I was coaching you as a client that I would say it is important that you become aware of boundaries. But I think ultimately it is about one, if we're talking physical abuse, um, we're talking body autonomy. Um, But ultimately what we're coming down to is 
feeling empowered and confident enough within ourselves to say no when there's something um, that somebody else is doing to us isn't okay. And the more that you can speak up on that and the more that you can challenge the behavior without there being a blame, you can ask a simple question of why are you not speaking to me? But again, from my own personal experience, I would never ever have this conversation over text because you are giving them so much more control that they are able to just completely blank and ignore you and ghost you and do whatever they're going to do, which is just going to make you feel worse. So I would only ever have the conversation person to person and if there is any fear or doubt around there being any physical abuse then you are well within your right to have somebody there with you which is why when I talk about abusive and narcissistic relationships your support network is key and it's about having someone there just to hold the space for you they don't need to interject they don't need to get involved all you're asking is that they are a space holder for you and that they can be there for you as a witness So you don't need to be doing this on your own. So don't feel like you need to carry this on your own because chances are if you are in any form of abusive relationship where silent treatment is taking place, you have perhaps felt like from childhood that you have carried a lot on your own. Um, And whether this has happened because um, your parents have been emotionally unavailable or your parents haven't been able to um demonstrate to you how to deal with emotions and that is all emotions so they haven't held a space for you where they have validated your emotions and maybe your feelings have never really been validated in your life so what you need to do is actually start validating your own feelings and realizing that they trump anything else and that your feelings are valid and that it is okay to speak about them and you are safe to do so, and the other per- the other person's response to how you feel, and whether they try to, um, you know, make you feel silly for making it a big deal. If it's a big deal to you, and if it doesn't feel good to you, then it is okay to state that it is not okay, and that if anybody turns around and says you know, you're being silly or you're being stupid or I don't know what you mean. And again, this is a form of manipulation. So you are okay to state to the other person that you are well within your right to feel how you're feeling. And it's okay if they don't understand. You're not asking them to understand. All you are is stating how their behavior has made you feel There's no blame. It's just saying that in a relationship, silent treatment is not okay for me. Silent treatment does not work for me. And I need us to be able to communicate how we're feeling. And if you need to take a step away, I would much rather that you communicate with me that you need to take some time away from the conversation. But if you are using silent treatment, as a way to punish me then is that is not okay and that is not the type of relationship that I want
And this might feel scary to do. And I completely feel you because I've had to navigate my way out of an abusive relationship before. And I've learned so much along the way. And, you know, one thing that I don't really um, expect is sympathy for what I went through. Um, because ultimately I take responsibility for um, the behaviour that I allowed but also I take power from the fact that it was happening for a reason and that this person was in my life to teach me so much that I needed to know about myself and that there is so much wisdom to gain from this person from a narcissist that comes into your life they're there to teach you something about yourself and I know that might be hard to hear if you have been or felt trapped in a relationship with somebody that you love so deeply and that you want to help and want to change but in order for you to help others you first must help yourself and you can't save somebody else you first have to save yourself. It's like the whole thing of when you're on a on a plane and if, you know, the um, masks come down, you first put your mask on and then you put the person that you're with, if you're with a child or somebody that is unable to do their own, that you then help them. Because you can't help somebody else if you can't breathe yourself. If you're struggling to breathe and you're trying to help somebody else, it's never going to work. It's going to be like a balloon that's just const- like going down and just deflating because you're consistently giving giving your all to somebody else before you're giving to yourself. And a relationship physically cannot function in that way without somebody sacrificing themselves. And I am here to say that you do not need to sacrifice yourself for somebody else not in this lifetime and not in the next. Like we're not here for that. And if you are really struggling with the idea of uprooting certain things or making a change in your relationship or speaking up, then I would suggest that you need to first start working on yourself. Um, And I will share, before I left the narcissist that I was with, I started to do the work whilst I was still in the relationship and it was probably around, say I started doing the work and sort of exploring myself and um, working on my own self-esteem and trying to understand um, the relationship that I was in and firstly discovering that I was with a narcissist in the first place and, you know... um, realizing that I was actually in an abusive relationship um that was from like November and then I left in the following March April um and I say this to you know when I'm helping clients um and guiding clients through this process um is that there is no right time nobody can tell you when the right time is only you will know and it, I will share that when I did it, it was like a, it was the first time 
that I can really remember in my life where I've felt ultimately like so guided and that I've started to actually take note of signs um, of certain people or certain things that were happening, certain people that were coming to my life, certain situations that were happening, that I was being offered this lifeline to, you know, realize that there is more than the misery that I was allowing myself to sit in. And that I started to see that, I started to see my life without this person and how I would basically be free. And ever since then, I have been on this, you know, most profound journey over the past four years um, where I have healed, discovered so much about myself, um, had the most beautiful relationship with myself, allowed myself to have the most beautiful experiences with partners, um, let go of so much and helped so many people along the way but I have only been able to help others when I first started helping myself and I want to ultimately help all of my clients who are going through this get to the point where they can feel empowered and confident in the knowledge that it's okay to leave and it's okay to say this relationship is no longer serving me. A relationship isn't a life sentence. It isn't something that you, although yes, in the eyes of the Lord, when you go to a church and you get married and you sign, but there is nothing in your vows that says, I must stay with this person if they are mentally abusing me. And yes, it's death to was part, but I had the realization that when I left, you know, and I was having a conversation with my parents and who have got a very loving relationship and who have went through their own, um, you know, turmoil and um, challenges in their relationship and they've came out, came out the other side, but ultimately they have done that because they have got two solid foundations of two people that are um, conscious and openly owning up to their mistakes and saying that I want to learn from this and that I'm willing to put the work in. Whereas if you've got one person that wants to do the work and one person that isn't conscious and that isn't aware and that is not taking responsibility, it's not going to work. And, you know, I'm all for um, when I'm in a relationship, I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the good. I'm in it for the bad. And I'm there to help you become the best version of yourself. But firstly, I've got to help myself. And that isn't being selfish that is being helpful to our relationship because if I'm at my best then I can help you at your best and I can help you at your worst and I can hold a beautiful space for you without taking things personally without getting defensive and I said to my dad when I was having a conversation when I left my um ex-partner um you know four years ago and I'd sort of uprooted my whole life and I'd left everything that I knew um all because I chose myself, um, you know, and my dad says, you know, relationships take work and they take time. And, and I said, yes, I, I completely, I, I get that. And I agree that, and you know, and, um, but not to the point where I'm sacrificing myself in order for somebody else's gain. Um, and I will no longer be in a relationship where I'm being manipulated and abused for somebody else's pleasure. 
um, that isn't what I signed up for um, and that isn't what I want and I'm willing to uproot my whole life um, in the search for um, something else and without that I wouldn't have moved to Greece and lived in Greece I wouldn't have moved to Malta and lived in Malta and met the most amazing people I wouldn't have been on this healing journey I wouldn't have trained as a coach I wouldn't have set up a successful podcast I wouldn't be running a business I wouldn't be where I am now I wouldn't you know be sharing my voice be sharing my truth now because I'd be too scared um because I would be too fearful of um how it would impact somebody else whereas I know that my voice and my truth is my truth you can take it however you want to but then that is on you and that is up to you how you take my words but I will also never be um offensive I will never um When I've when I came out of the relationship, you know, I never really openly spoke about um, the abuse. I didn't really even label it as abuse. I spoke my tr- I started to speak my truth and share sort of my experience and what had happened because that is my truth. That is my story. How anybody else chooses chooses to take that is up to them. Um, but what I really want to share with you today is that how you can deal with um silent treatment if this is happening in your relationship or in a friendship because this can happen in in all walks of life whether it be friendship work you know we can find that we're in a abusive relationship with a boss um and it's how you can deal with it in a way that is helping you so firstly you want to become aware of when it's happening and you basically want to try and nip it in the bud as soon as possible. And this means having an open and honest conversation or attempting to. So you can avoid the silent treatment by compassionately acknowledging what you're feeling. So you don't need to accuse the person. There doesn't need to be any sort of hostile language. You don't need to overthink it. You can just say to the person, I've noticed you're not responding to me. And it just opens the door to a healthier communication. Another way you can try and deal with the silent treatment is to acknowledge the other person's feelings and also share your own. And again, this is... This isn't something that is going to happen naturally, probably, because you're so used to um, trying to make the other person feel good or apologising or over-apologising for something that you're actually, that wasn't your fault. So being heard and seen is one of our basic needs as humans. So if you're not getting that in a relationship, one of your basic needs isn't being met. And that is a lack of respect in the relationship. So firstly... Acknowledge your partner's feelings because it not only validates their experience, it creates a space for a larger conversation. And again, this doesn't need to include hostile language. It doesn't need to be an argument or a shouting match. There is no need to get defensive. You can hear somebody out without taking it personal. 
and you can lay the foundation for trust and signal that you're interested in understanding their point of view while being honest about how the silent treatment makes you feel. And again, it opens up the door for them to communicate how they're feeling, but also for you to communicate that the silent treatment doesn't make you feel good. So to put into practice, you might say to that person um, who is giving you the silent treatment, I care about you and I really want this relationship to work. That's why it hurts when you choose to ignore me instead of telling me what's bothering you. When you ignore me because you're upset, it makes me feel like you don't care and I'm always here to listen, but I need you to tell me what is going on. The next step that I would say is that when, and this is something that I've learned, is that when I have had to bring up any type of problem or issue in a situation, I try to always have sort of the next steps to the conversation um, already in my head because this helps me keep the conversation focused and it also keeps me would keep me away from and keep you away from getting caught in the blame game because that isn't what we're doing. Um, Communicating after the silent treatment is sensitive ground to cover. So you need to keep it simple and state your boundaries and avoid emotional minefields. Um, Usually the silent treatment is an indication that one or both people need a little bit of space to sort things out. So you can say something along the lines of, I notice you're not responding to me and I'm not sure why, but I'd like to understand because I know when I stop talking to someone, it means that I'm angry or I'm upset or I'm sad. And if you're not ready to talk, that's okay. Or if you feel like you need space, I get it. But the silence is really hard for me. So could you let me know? And maybe we can find a time to talk. But I can't continue with this relationship if you keep shutting me out. And just keep in mind these conversations that again, it's not coming from a place of blame. It's about you stating how the silent treatment is making you feel and that you want to understand them and that you want to have a healthier way of communicating with each other. Now we all do unhealthy things sometimes, but if you are allowing that behavior in a relationship and aren't... um, and you aren't acknowledging it when it happens, then it just will continue. So keep in mind that what you allow will continue. If you feel like you need to do the work on yourself or even practice the conversation, then you can do this. I would also allow yourself time to journal on how it's making you feel and take a look at what actually happened to spark off the silent treatment because that's where we can learn from it and this is where we can grow and this is where we can try and change and learn different um, techniques to help both ourselves and our partner that we are with or the person that we are with, the person, the friend that we are dealing with but it's about holding a space for yourself whilst also holding a space for the other person and there not being a, a a need for blame on either side, but more just a recognition and that both persons' feelings are valid. And if you're dealing with somebody who has narcissistic traits, 
that person has probably never had those their feelings being validated before or those person that person's feelings have been over validated so that they their feelings trump everybody else's so for example some narcissists have been mollycoddled their whole life where they've never been told what is right and wrong or they have um one of their parents has um overburdened them with affection or um never told them when something is right or wrong or always fixed everything for them when they've stepped out of line or when they've done something wrong as a child and that could be because um one of their uh, partner one of their parents was absent in the marriage or relationship um whilst that child was growing up so ultimately they have then ended up trying to overcompensate for the lack of the other parent and in doing that they've then not recognized or there have no never been any repercussions for that person's behavior um and that is just one of the ways in which narcissism can come through in adult life um, it can also be something that's just passed on from generation to generation. Um, and I will be honest, most of the time, NPD isn't something that can be fixed because the person cannot um, become conscious enough and aware and aware, have enough awareness of their own behaviour or be willing to take responsibility for their own behaviour. But what you can do is bring the attention and focus back on to how you communicate in the relationship and your own self-awareness and what is okay and what is not okay behavior in relationships and the more that you do this the more that you're going to realize that actually maybe that person isn't meeting my needs and wherever you are whatever stage you are in that relationship it is never too late to start over um and if you're feeling that fear of you know breaking free um like I have this like vision of when I left I was literally crouched down like crouched over um barely able to breathe I felt constricted um and I felt trapped and over the past four years since breaking free it is literally like I have slowly but surely risen back up again I have found even more sort of power within myself um, and more awareness um, of myself and what I want in a relationship and what I'm striving for in a relationship and what I'm willing to um, witness in relationships or hold space for in a relationship. Um, But ultimately... A relationship needs to start from two solid foundations. Um, If you're dating somebody or with somebody who is constantly living in their trauma and reacting from their trauma, um, then you're going to really struggle to have a healthy relationship and not at some point in that relationship come to um, a point where you're feeling like your needs aren't being met or that you're not... You don't feel safe and secure, which is something that um, we all deserve to feel. In relationships, 
um whether that be intimate or with friendships um and if you are currently going through any type of experience like this at the moment I am sending you so much love and I just want to say that if you can just bring yourself back and just take a moment to just close your eyes take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and just allow your body to relax place a hand on your heart and just allow yourself to bring yourself back to you what you deserve that you are worthy of so much love that you have so much love to give and that if that love is given and nurtured by the right person then it we can be the most magnificent beautiful experience that you will have ever had in your life if you feel like you want to delve a little bit deeper into this i'm currently offering one-to-one healing sessions or i also have my six or 12 week programs that are available um and if you would like to discuss this more with myself then you can you can find the link in the show notes and you can book in a free 15 minute call through there and I can explain and we can just chat in more detail to see if it's the right fit for you if you want any more support or advice or feedback then you can get me on Instagram. Again, you can find this in the show notes. You can also get access to the free narcissist checklist. If you are suspecting that you are dating or in a relationship with a narcissist, then you can get access to that by again, clicking the link in the show notes. I'm sending you so much love and light wherever you are and I will see you all in the next episode.